Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to episode 49 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm Esther Newman, editor of Women's Running, and in this episode, I speak to Jess Judd, British 5,000 metre champion and soon-to-be Olympian. Jess is on the plane to Tokyo any minute now, I think, and I am so excited about watching her race while she's there. She's due to be running the double, the 5,000 and the 10,000 metres. She talks to me here about her modest start with running, her dad's love of the sport and how his enthusiasm was infectious, how she took to it like a duck to water, falling in love with both track and cross country. I ask her what it's like to be picked for the Olympics and how she trains for it, given the demands of a very busy schedule. She's also currently studying for a PhD and she has the not insignificant task of planning a wedding alongside that. She tells me about that, about her thoughts on equality in cross-country, how she gets used to race day nerves and performing in front of crowds, and what it was like to meet her hero, Joe Pavey. Jess is sponsored by Hoka, so I also ask how that came about and what kit she enjoys running in the most. She's an extremely talented runner, and we can't wait to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Fingers crossed for Jess. Podcast listeners can claim the best discount we have for membership to Women's Running, which is 35% off. That's less than $2.95 a month. And for that, you get our brilliant magazine and you also get loads of money off the sorts of stuff you love, like kit, nutrition and class memberships. Enter WRPod at the checkout at shop.womensrunning.co.uk for your discount. Come and join Women's Running. We'd love to have you with us. It's so exciting to be able to speak to you, especially after, well, we'll get on to it. I'll, I'll shush, oh. I'll shush. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's nice to do, yeah, because especially when you can't see that many people, so it's a bit like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, something a bit different, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, although we're all kind of opening up now, aren't we? So, um, yeah, I think so. 
like, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be weird. I think when I get back from Tokyo, it'll be like completely different than when I left. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what? I think that might be, that might be, a th- in fact, I'm, if it's okay with you, I might ask you a question from much further down my list of questions, which is um, about lockdown. How, how has lockdown been for you? Um, yeah, it's been, it was difficult at first, obviously, because we couldn't use like the gyms or we had the track that closed. So we weren't able to use that. So I didn't get on the track till mid-April. Um, so that was really difficult, like trying to prepare for a race. And also we didn't know when the races were going to start. It was kind of like, you know, I tend to do a lot of road races through the winter and none of them were happening. So it was really difficult. Um, but yeah, we converted our garage into a gym. We basically just used like an industrial estate instead of a track. So we were running around there for a good couple of months. Um, and we just pretty much tried to do all the basics right and just get as much done as we could and not put any pressure on it. And yeah, if you'd have told me in April that I'd have made the Olympics, I would, I wouldn't have believed you because it was just such a weird sort of setup and, um, it was really difficult to plan so yeah I'm glad it's gone well but luckily I live like and train with my fiance so we had like just running together Mm -hmm. and that was a lot easier um so I didn't have to do it all on my own but it was just the two of us really (laughs) so it's been yeah it's nice to finally like accomplish something after like the really rocky start yeah I did I did um having spoken to some other athletes I did realize that it was it was less the gym and more the, the track yeah. not having that and and it was just like yeah what do you do how do you replicate that you know it's, that must be so tricky yeah it was really it was more you know like when if you have a track you know exactly how far you're running which sound, it sounds really like simple but when we were on the road we'd like measure it out but it was very difficult to know if we were measuring it right or you know if your gps was getting it right mm. so there were a couple of times we'd run reps and be like oh my goodness we're so much slower than <laughs> than yeah. i want to be and then you kind of hope that it's because your gps hasn't got it right but um yeah when we got back on the track it was so much nicer because you knew exactly how far you were running and you could kind of just knuckle down and get like the reps done but yeah mm. in the winter it was really hard yeah yeah i bet so um let's like cycle back right to the beginning um because i mean you know you are this amazing athlete we you are now about to become an olympian this is rather exciting well you are an olympian um <laughs> you started breaking records when you were just 14 is that right <laughs> yeah so like yeah the junior races and um i think i did like 800 1500s when i was younger and um just happened to run fast i think for my age so it kind of I don't know, came, it, it just, I don't know, it feels like I've always been running. So every now and then it just it sort of dawns on me what I've achieved. But um, yeah, it, I'm lucky that I started when I did because I feel like I've got the whole like roller coaster of, you know, it going well, not having some good years and then coming back. It kind of makes you appreciate it when it goes well again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but because, um, because you started running at such a young age, I mean, I know lots of girls do, but I mean, I'm I'm fascinated by this because it's not part of my history. So, what I wanted to know was like, how do you how do you train for those things? How do you do your training while you're also at school? How does that fit in? Yeah, so it, I think I started running when I was probably about ten. Um, my dad used to do a lot of marathons and half marathons, and so I used to get dragged along, and there'd always be like a fun run. Um, and I think I did like a couple of those, and then entered like a it was like a five k race, or, and there was someone from a club um it was I joined Thurrock Carriers as my first club and there was someone 
from that club there who kind of just got me into it um, and said like come down to club nights and I was really lucky that you know the club nights were like six o'clock so you have like your normal school day and then I was yeah very lucky that my dad would <laughs> drive me there after work and we would just train uh, it started off at like three times a week so it you know when you're younger you don't need to do quite as much it's more like just about enjoying it and being in a group and um, just running with friends so that's kind of what I did and just fit it around yeah my schoolwork really I just didn't really go to parties or anything as I was growing up or you know I didn't socialize quite as much at school um like after school and then probably when I was around like my A levels that's when you really start to notice that your lifestyle was very different um a lot of people you know like if we went to like they had the prom um that I couldn't go to because I had a race it's things like that you know that you start noticing that um you can't quite socialize as much um but it's always been a part of my life so it's never really you know been a problem to me I kind of I really like running and I have my own like circle of friends that are runners so we kind of all have the same problems <laughs> yeah yeah so you, d- you don't feel like you've missed out at all on that no, sort of stuff? I think when I went to university I, I spent a year just I think I, I felt a bit drained from the sport so I've been doing it for a couple of years and I sort of reached that top level in probably 2013 and I ended up going to university in 2014 um and I just I think I've been injured a bit and I just felt a bit drained from the whole thing so I kind of had that year at university where I just thought you know what I'm just going to be a student and enjoy myself and then after doing that for a year I realized actually I prefer running like I, I really like running and pushing myself in that way um so I had my year of sort of socializing and then decided that I wanted to get back into it and um just start a new yeah chapter really yeah. And it, I mean, you talk about your dad as well, but, you know, doing his marathons and half marathons and things. It, is your whole family quite sporty? Yes. So, uh, yeah, my dad has always been really sporty. Um, and so, yeah, I've got him to blame really for getting involved. Um, and then my stepmom and stepsister, they also run and my sister runs as well. So it's kind of like a yeah, a big family of, of runners. Um, but we always used to laugh with my mum because she would just sort of hold the bags if she came along. So she's the one that just never really ran, um, but has always like just supported and kind of when when you run quite as much as like we do and it's like part of our lives, it becomes part of everyone's lives, whether they want to run or not. You know, it's uh, about trying to get dinner in before you can train. So my mum had to deal with all of that. So um, yeah. yeah, I'm very lucky for like my family to all sort of encompass running oh that yeah that's lovely so tell me about your records because you know you started smashing them um from a very young age so um yeah I want to know all about those because that started when you were really quite young wasn't it yeah so I think when I was like under 13 under 15 um you had like the at all time like junior records and British records for the 1500 and it was kind of like uh I remember my dad saying oh this is the time that so-and-so's ran um but it was quite nice he never really put any pressure on me to like run that fast it just happened to be that I was running well and like some of the races went perfectly and yeah I got like a I think the all-time record for the 1500 and um yeah it kind of just it was just one of those things it just sort of happened and um a lot of people started taking notice and um when I went up to sort of under 17 under 20 again like the 800 meter because I think I was second um until and actually yeah Keely Hodgkinson's got the 
under 20 record now as well so it's kind of weird to think back to when I was an 800 meter runner like striving to break two minutes and to see other people coming through and doing that now is nice because um it just it makes me feel a bit more connected to it um because I feel like the 800 days have truly gone for me so is that what happens is it as you get older you go longer is that is that a thing um yeah it's how I found it um I think some people just like the 800 that little bit more and so wanted to stick at it um but just for me it felt so short so I felt that if I was traveling the world um I wanted to do it for more than two minutes of running (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I used to get so nervous before that I wouldn't get in a good position and I'd waste all my training so for me it become moving up to the 1500 and then after the 1500 I watched the 5k at like the world championships and I thought oh I'd really like to do that and then when I watched the 10k I had exactly the same feeling I was like I really want to be in that 10k and um and that's kind of what I just built my training around like the races that I wanted to do and I wanted to be at and um yeah and I've gradually just got longer and longer but you do um cross country as well don't you what what made you do that as well and it, it is the other thing I want to know was is the training different for track and cross country yeah so I think it's weird when I feel like in better track shape I feel in worse like cross country shape I think for the cross country you have to be good at running on the grass or on the mud or you know it's more like um like the sessions are more sort of a slog to get through you know like you you need to be strong as opposed to fast um so that's why I tend to do the cross country in the winter just because I feel like I really build up my like strength base um and the, the mileage is high and you just have to run that it's a little bit slower so it doesn't feel as um intense all year round I think if I was to go indoors I feel like I would just put too much pressure on myself to run fast all year. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice thing with cross country is that there's it, the time doesn't really matter. It's about how you do in the race. So for me, I just love it as well. And I love the fact it's under 13s all the way up to, you know, seniors. Um, there's a whole range of, you know, ages and people and it's a whole day, you know, like you get there in the morning, the under 13 girls starting and then right. The last event is probably like the senior men. And you just think it's a whole like range of ages that are all doing the same thing um so yeah I really like the cross country but it definitely makes me tougher and I think again like with lockdown it was really hard not having that um and not having those races just through the winter because training can be quite depressing in the winter you know the weather's rubbish if it's snowing um and just to have a race on the horizon is always quite nice to get you through it so not having that was difficult but I still did all the cross country training I just didn't have any of the races so which do you prefer then cross country or track um oh I'd say I prefer the track just because um I don't, just because I feel faster you know like I, I love the cross country but even if I have a great cross country race sometimes if it's really muddy and tiring I just think oh that wasn't even that good yeah. um whereas when it go when it clicks on the track it just feels effortless and it's it's lovely um, yeah. but I don't think I've ever had that on a cross country and with cross country um so this is kind of quite a big question um but <laughs> where, where do you sit on the whole kind of equal distance thing with cross country you know that's been sort of bubbling up for quite a few years now I'm just wondering what you're right in the middle of it so I'm wondering how you feel about it <laughs> yeah it's difficult I mean because we we saw like the I think it was British Athletics saying oh, that they were going to equalize distances and that was the first week like I heard about it so Mm. I hadn't heard too much about you know the for and against um 
So I actually signed a letter just to say that there should be, you know, a debate about it and to ask people. Um, mm. For me, it do- I don't really mind what I race over the cross country. Like I could race anywhere from eight to 10K. Um, I'm quite happy with anything. Um, it's, I guess it, I notice it a little bit more because obviously my fiance is in the men's race. And so he'll tend to run anywhere from 10 to like 12K in the winter. So mm. I know from the men's point of view that they don't want it to get shorter. Um, like they kind of want the races to stay exactly the same for them. Mm. Um, so it, it makes it really difficult because, you know, you don't want to keep increasing the distances for the women and maybe discouraging junior athletes. That's my only fear is that if we ended up racing over 12K as senior women, mm. it would mean that as you extrapolate down, the junior women would have to run a lot more. And I think for me, when I was running like 5K as a junior, um that was doable for me I think if I was running say 8k um I don't know whether I would have done it it's one of those things it's difficult uh, because it's how it's set at the moment people have just got used to running that distance if we were to start again from scratch and have no prior knowledge of what everyone was running I think it'd be very different but because you've kind of been nurtured to run over a set distance to then suddenly run 3k more as a junior is, is quite difficult so I think it was one of those things that whatever happened as long as there was a discussion that was had with junior athletes like officials uh, volunteers that were going to be out there all day um to come up with some solution then I think that's fine but I think sometimes we forget that by changing one thing it can affect a different thing so as long as I don't know as long as it's sort of talked about I think I'm not I don't really mind what happens I just Mm -hmm. would hate for someone to miss out on cross country because they thought it was too far um at a younger age so I'm, I'm hoping that with the debate that's happening we'll be able to work out exactly the best way forward but for me I kind of just want cross-country races back in any yeah. way in any <laughs> shape or form I've missed it this year <laughs> yeah I can understand that um so tell me about 2020 um because it it just went brilliantly for you didn't you and uh, the, the kind of the 5,000 meter British champion in that incredible time how did you train for that and and how did that feel on the day yeah on the day it was it just sort of clicked again it was one of those races you kind of hope that you're going to feel good as it gets quicker and quicker um when the race sort of starts you kind of you know it's going to ramp up in intensity you know it's going to get faster and I think that's always the fear is that when it does kick on that you can't go with it and so for it to all to come together was yeah amazing um training has kind of been it's been boring um it's been lots of boring reps to say like k 1200 mile reps um on the track just getting used to running laps on laps um I think for me that's the most important is like trying to mentally prepare for say like five laps to go in a 5k and especially in a 10k um I just wanted to get used to running you know lap after lap really so the training hasn't been that exciting it's just been boring reps and uh tiring um but it's sort of yeah coming to its own when I saw four laps to go on the 5k I just thought I've done this so many times it's been like some running joke as well like my fiance when I see 1200 meters to go I think I've done so many 1200 meter reps so it feels so much better and um yeah I kind of just prepared for that and hoped that I had enough speed left and the girls made it a really hard race it was you know the 5k has probably been the most competitive it's been in a while um which is always good because it pushes you on more um so yeah I was just really lucky and happy to come out with the win and uh to make my olympic yeah the olympic team and um it's always 
nice as well when you're racing against such good people because it just pushes you to do things that you wouldn't probably believe you could yeah well I mean what's it like being picked for the Olympics I just can't imagine what what is that like (laughs) it's a bit um surreal um I think because I got picked in the the 10k first so when I did the 10k trials that was completely a shock to me I didn't I I don't know I didn't expect to go in the 10 the, the whole point of doing the 10k this year was just to see how I found it so when I got picked in that and ran like the time and qualified I just thought this is unbelievable and it kind of changed my whole season then because after that I decided that you know I was then going to go for the five as well I had nothing to lose and it kind of gave me that little bit of confidence that the year was going really well um but yeah it just feels really surreal I think because it's only every four years or in this case five it's so rare you know like to for everything to go right in a year um it's it's hard I've just never yeah I've never got it right when it like has fallen before so for it to happen in two events I just thought I can't quite believe it still (laughs) and then I mean then what happens because I guess it must be a sort of like a snowball effect in terms of like you know suddenly you're kind of you're on various sort of email threads and whatsapp groups and you have to be kind of you have to wear particular clothing and be photographed doing this that and the other I mean do you does it feel quite kind of unreal yeah it it is really strange I think because you kind of well I don't allow myself to think about anything like that because I always think oh it's just take one race at a time and if you qualify you qualify Mm. so after the 10k when that happened I suddenly thought oh my goodness like I've got all this to plan out you know I'm studying a PhD as well so it would become like try and take two months off of that because I'm going to be away for that long mm. um so just bridges that I hadn't crossed that I was then having to you know really rush to try and work out what was going to happen um and yet it was strange uh, on the Saturday I raced a 10k and qualified and then on the Wednesday I was at kitting out um so that was a really quick turnaround and it was just the most surreal thing that actually picking out like your Olympic kit I just thought you know, that you dream of these moments for so long and then for it to happen. I just remember at the end of that week, just being emotionally like exhausted just from the highs and then obviously having to work everything out and try and plan the next couple of months. Um, It's hard to get back into training after something like that because you kind of, you peak for that moment and Mm. you you hope to make the team and then it kind of doesn't, you don't comprehend what will happen once you have made it. It's then like straight back into training, straight back into trying to peak for the major champs and um yeah it's I feel like it's sort of settled down now and it it feels a bit more real whereas yeah before it was really surreal yeah I can imagine and do you have friends that are on the team with you yeah so it's it's really strange like when um I did like the world youths and I think I was at 2011 and uh Katie Snowden who's in the 1500 yeah she was there we both did the 800 there so I mean to say like 10 years later we're both going but yeah Katie in the 15 and me in the five Mm. um it just yeah you wouldn't you would just would never believe that if someone was to tell us in 2011 that oh you're going to make the Olympics in 10 years I just I I still don't think we believe it um Mm. so it's really nice yeah to have people that have kind of been on this a, a similar journey as well um and been like good juniors and sort of come through into the senior ranks is is really nice and I'm just looking forward to getting out there and um just being able to plan as well I think after the last year we've had it's been so difficult to plan just anything yeah so yeah I'm, I'm really I'm just really looking forward to getting out there and, and seeing what happens I mean, I mean it's, it always it seems to sound as if it's all like really mutually supportive like between 
GB teammates is is that your is that your feeling as well yeah I think so especially um it's one of those when I did the 10k I, I raced some 10ks in California um so I did one and there was Amy Eloise as well she was she did the 10k and she just beat me but we both just missed a time in a 10 and it was one of those on the start line you know we wouldn't speak to each other but afterwards it was like it was like nothing had happened and you're just really you know happy for someone to have run so well and to be in the same situation where you think oh we've run a massive pb but we've just missed out on the olympic time so when we come back to birmingham and obviously i got it and then amy didn't it was really it was hard because you just you know like afterwards i was so happy but you have to you obviously be mindful of other people and um i really like amy and verity as well you know like who we were battling in the 5k and it's one of those on the start line you you know, you don't talk to anyone. You've got your own like thing. You're trying to race yourself. Um, and then afterwards it becomes, you know, everyone is supportive of each other. And I think without good competition, we wouldn't be a, in a good position ourselves. So it's one of those that you want to be as supportive as you can um, without yeah, jeopardizing yourself. But afterwards it was, it's just nice. You know, like I think everyone in the distance running, everyone's trained really hard. It's been a really hard year for everybody. So you kind of all feel the same, you know, like you all understand what everyone's gone through. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's really good competition. And especially, I mean, we, uh, Amy and Verity as well are cross-country runners. So we've all kind of gone through the same, you know, seasons and things like that. So um, it, it's going to be interesting going forward because I think it's just the most competitive it's ever been. So it means you just mm. can't relax. You ha- like you have to keep pushing. Yeah, 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 no, I bet. I mean, you must be so excited. When when do you fly out? Uh, on the fifteenth of July. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's come around really quickly, and um, it's exciting. It's incredibly exciting, incredibly. So, how how's the training going in the weeks leading up to that? Um. So I've got a couple of sessions that I want to hit before I go out there. Um. So it was kind of like we've got. I think it's about ten days now till I go. So I've got a couple of sessions to do. Um, and have like luxury of people being around because I think that's one thing that I've got to get used to is when I go to Tokyo you know no one else can come with me it's kind of me on my own just as part of the team um, mm. which will be strange because obviously for a year I've kind of been in my own little bubble with my own little support team um, so moving away from that it's kind of it's a little bit scary um, but you're there to do a job so you kind of I feel like all the hard work's already been done so you kind of just got to get out there and you know finish it off really um so yeah I've got a couple of sessions here I'm currently in the gym in the garage like trying to get used to the heat so I've got a treadmill in there and some heaters um just trying to run and get used to it being a little bit warmer um and then we'll literally yeah fly out have probably have another couple of sessions just to get used to the weather and stuff Mm. and then start tapering and then once you're in the village it kind of yeah it feels very real then (laughs) so how long do you have between getting there and your first proper race I mean how how much time do you have to acclimatize yes we fly out on the 15th and then my first race is on the 30th so it's not it's yeah just over two weeks so not too long um but enough time that you can sort of get used to the weather um and again just try not to push too hard in the weather as well I think that's something like that I have to come to terms with because obviously if I was here I have certain times for sessions I think it's about being mindful that that might change a bit as I get used to it you know like mm-hmm. and try and be a bit more adapt at, <laughs> at trying to work out the weather and trying to see what happens how um, hot is it going to be out there 
Um, at the moment, I've got my garage set to like, I think, 35 degrees. So just to prepare, I think it'll probably be in the 30s. Mm. Um, it's more the humidity, I think, that is just the, the difficult one. Um, so, yeah, I think as long as I can prepare the best I can, then um, the races are in the evening. So hopefully it won't be too bad. Mm. Um, but it's just one of those things. It's the unknown, I guess. I've never been to Japan before. So it's kind of a bit surreal to be trying to work out what's going to happen when I get there. Yeah. I mean, you've never been to Japan before. I mean, will you have a chance to have a look around outside of the Olympic Village or is it is it going to be a bit of a whistle-stop tour? <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be um a very unique olympics and the fact that we're kind of stuck in bubbles and we like go into the village a couple of days before and then i think after our races we have like a couple of days and then we have to come back Mm. so it's very much um we're there literally just to do a job and then get back but i think um it's one of those you know i'm lucky it's going ahead um i was always so worried that i qualify and it not happen Mm -hmm. um so for me it's like as long as it happens and I can get on the start line and that's fine and yeah. I'll just do whatever I have to do around it. And how do you make sure, how do you, I'm asking really stupid questions and it's because I've never been to the Olympics before. <laughs> um, how do you make sure that you get the food that you need that you're used to? Oh yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point actually because I think when I was younger, it's kind of when you go away, you suddenly realise that yeah, things are different. It's not mm-hmm. how you have set up your day before um so I always try and take a couple of snacks with me or you know like cereal bars or things just in case there isn't really much around mm. um so you know uh sort of like sports nutrition bars as well I just pack my suitcase full of those just in case because I, I love snacking and I find that you know if we have like three set meals but nothing in between that seems like such a long day for me yeah <laughs> so I try to take as many of little snacks as I can um, and I always take like my porridge sachets as well, just in case the breakfast or something is different. Um, but yeah, it's just about making sure you're prepared and taking some bits out there with you just so you kind of know what's going on. Yeah. And um, I mean, I guess the other thing that you're taking with you is the fact that you're, I mean, you're now supported by Hoka, aren't you? Which is like a huge development and change to to what you've been running in before. So this is amazing. I can see you've got your logo on there which is marvellous um, so how how on earth does how does that happen how do you get supported by a big brand like Hoka yeah it's I'm, I'm very lucky yeah to be um supported by them I think it's it was one of those um before I've had sponsorships before so I've had um I've gone through different brands um and I was approached by Hoka um at the start of this year and it just felt right you know like I've I'd seen like the shoes around as well I'd seen you know people racing and um the certain shoes and I'd seen people training and turning up to the track and I'd be like oh what are those they're really cool um so it kind of I knew about the brand before um but it just feels like it's just it was meant to be um I was really lucky to get their sponsorship at the start of this year obviously what with all the um the pandemic and you know the uncertainty that was going on um it just made my life so much easier because I thought I've got the support of a great brand that you know want the best for me and honestly if it wasn't for their support I wouldn't have gone to America at the start of the year so I went at the end of April and was out there for pretty much half of May um and if it wasn't for Hoka I wouldn't have made that trip because I, I just wouldn't have been able you know like to fund it so I decided to go and then ended up running the Olympic time in the 5k out there 
and just missing the 10k time and Mm. that kind of changed my whole season because I decided that you know I I could give the 10k another shot I'd already got the 5k so it become the rest of the year was just building up to the trials and I wasn't having to chase times or anything so I was really lucky to have that and especially with shoe technology is a massive talking point in the sport at the moment and to have a brand supporting you and giving you access to the shoes you know that encourage me to train harder um and smarter because you're getting that bit more recovery um and yeah the spikes are another big talking point everyone's trying to find out the fastest spike and it just I'm really lucky that I've responded really well to the Hoka spikes um like the long distance and the middle distance ones and I've just found that this year is you know I've just run pbs pretty much over 5 10k and even my 15 hasn't been too bad like it's it's one of those years where I feel like I'm just sort of progressing so yeah without them it would have completely my year would be completely different so it's just one of those things where I think it must happen for a reason and um I'm really lucky that I've got them yeah behind me and just supporting me and yeah I, I love it and I just love the shoes and I love the brand as well it's nice to be supported by like a friendly brand <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're definitely that. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about was, I mean, because you've men- mentioned it before, but you're also studying for a PhD, um, <laughs> which, you know, you know, you're studying for a PhD, you're representing GB at the Olympics, you know, <laughs> there's quite a lot of stuff going on. And I, I think sometimes it's, you know, a lot of us don't realize that, you know, we, we watch the Olympics and we don't realize that there are day jobs that all these athletes are doing something else during the day, you know, um, and that this, this, you know, that, that they're not, you know, not professional, they're not being paid to do what they do. And I, I just think that's absolutely amazing. Can you tell me about your PhD? What, what are you doing and, and, and uh, when are you going to get it? <laughs> yeah, so um, my PhD is in tissue engineering. Um, so it's looking at regenerative medicine. Um, so I'm basically creating a mechanical model of skeletal muscle injury. Um, so I started in 2018, sort of October. Um, and so I'll have one year left in September. Um, and then I should finish writing up in 2023. Um, so I'm hoping um, that that keeps going as it's been going. It, you know, it's it's been nice to have another distraction apart from running, um, especially if a session doesn't go very well or a race doesn't go very well. It's nice to have a different outlet to to focus on because sometimes you can become quite self-absorbed in, mm. you know, and get into a downward spiral if running's not going as well as you want. So to have something else to focus on has been like a lifeline to me. Um, and obviously this year it's kind of had to take a bit of a backseat because obviously what with travel um, restrictions when you come back and having to quarantine and stuff, it's it's taking quite a bit of time out. So again, yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful to like my supervisors who have kind of, they've had to deal with all the logistics of it. And, you know, when it was always in the plan, if I did make the Olympics and we cross that bridge when we came to it. So a couple of weeks ago, it was suddenly like, oh, okay, now we need to really plan to take, you know, two months off. And again, that's where I'm really lucky with Hoka as well, because I have to suspend my studies for a couple of months. Having their support means, you know, that financially I'm okay and um, it doesn't matter that I have to suspend that. So they kind of intertwine really nicely. Um, but I'm hoping that it shouldn't affect my end date too much. You know, I'm going to take two months off for the Olympics. Um, so it'll probably push my end date back a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back into that afterwards. Um, it, it'll be nice to think about something other than running when I get back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are you hoping to do with it? What with my PhD? Mm. 
Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I really, I've really enjoyed the research. I think it was one of those things when I started my undergrad, I never thought I'd stay in academia. I kind of just thought I would do my undergrad and then probably that would find a job. Um, so I did my dissertation in the same sort of area, like tissue engineering, um, and then basically got straight on the PhD. So I missed out the master's year and just went on to the PhD. So after that, I kind of would like to get into teaching. Um, I do a couple of modules where I just like assist um like lecturers and teachers and um just help out and I've, I've really enjoyed it you know like it, it makes me feel really old though when I'm teaching you know like 18 year olds and I think my goodness it was so long ago <laughs> that I was starting like my undergrad journey um but yeah I really I really enjoy it and I enjoy just trying to help other people so the PhD I I, I love learning new things all the time you know like it's not one like you don't just have one book where you can sort of learn everything you need to know it, it changes all the time and I think it's been good for me not to the things not to go linear as well you know like mm. one week it can be great and then the next week I'll get no results at all and it'll be like oh you have to just adapt to it so it's helped me in that respect but I'd like to stay in that field if I can and um, just keep researching and just learning more I think um, I've learned so much in say three years and I'd just like to keep that going really yeah sure and I, I mean I do I do realize and uh, I might be wrong here I do realize that like right now that your running is centered on like one month right now <laughs> but <laughs> um I was just wondering if you've got some kind of like overarching ambition for your running um for the next sort of few years yeah I think it's always this has always been the one that has sort of escaped me you know the Olympics has always been the one um event really that I haven't done um so I've been really lucky to go to Commonwealth World Champs um Europeans but I've yeah I never made an Olympic so for me it was about trying to take this box off um Mm. but I'd always kind of envisioned it might not go as well as it has so my aim going into next year is it's a massive year we've got the World Champs Europeans and Commonwealth Games and it was actually one of the reasons why we decided to to get married at the end of next year so we were (laughs) gonna get married in September um 2022 just because it's such a big year uh, Mm. with regards to sporting competitions um so my aim would be to just go there and you know like try and keep the progression I've got over the five and the 10k um and then I think going even further I'd like to try and do some half marathons maybe in the winter so I still keep the cross country going um but just work on my distance running that little bit more and I've been I wanted to do the New York half marathon in 2020. It was March, 2020. And literally two days before we flew is when the like, COVID pandemic started. Yeah. Um, so I never got to do it. So that's on my, that's one of those things I, I want to do. I'd like to do a half marathon. Finally, I think it will be like three years or something after I was destined to do it. So um, yeah, I'm excited to just see how it progresses and at what distance I feel most comfortable really. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking because you, you're talking then about all the kind of the ev- events that you'll be doing next year, um, fingers crossed. But how how do you? Because um, I just I just can't imagine it. I can't imagine having to perform at that standard. Well, I can't imagine that full stop. But I can't imagine having to perform, but with this whole audience of people looking down at you, which must be and and to be on that particular day. So the kind of the nerves, I can't even begin to imagine the nerves. What kind of techniques do you use to kind of to help that to make sure it doesn't impact your running? Yeah, no, it's um, 
yeah it's difficult because obviously you kind of dream about like getting to that stage and you think oh I can't wait to perform and then I think it was in 2017 when the world champs were in London I remember walking out and just seeing like a full stadium and thinking that oh my goodness and I think it was one of those when you know it pans across and people started cheering I just remember like like my hair to my arms standing on end like I was so you know I couldn't take it in um and it just become one of those things where you just got to stay as composed as you can and think even though the crowd and everything is there um mm. you do this day in day out you know you you train day in day out for this moment and um I think not making the teams has made me more appreciative of it you know in 2015 2016 I watched the world champs at home I watched the olympics at home and I thought I would give anything to be there competing so when I am on that start line even though I'm getting really nervous I think I would I wouldn't want to be anywhere else I wouldn't want to be at home watching this this is what you train for um so you kind of just have to get used to the nerves a little bit and um mm. just remember that all the hard work is already done and all you can do is go out there and give it your best and if you give it your best then you can't be disappointed oh yeah fair enough sage advice I think and um, yeah. which, which of those races then do you have been the most memorable for you whether that's positive or negative which of your your races mean the most um I think when I went to the world champs in 2017 I think that was um memorable for different reasons and the fact that obviously it was a home crowd it was I'd never heard anything like the noise <laughs> when I was running around it sort of followed me around um and then I think because I hadn't made the major champs the two years before it meant so much to me to actually be on that start line again mm. um so I think 2017 kind of always sticks out as well because it was like a an hour train journey from my home for all my family to go and watch so everybody was there watching it was lovely um but yeah there's definitely been you know races over the last couple of years that you kind of look back on like I think the world universities um in Italy um that was in 2019 and that was the first like major championship I'd ever won um so I, I love the fact that you know in the 5k I, I managed to get it all right again on the day and I think that sort of gave me the confidence that even though things hadn't been as smooth sailing before um that if you can just get it right on the one day then yeah it kind of changes your whole confidence level so um yeah I'm excited to see hopefully if I can like add to that um but yeah it's always nice to look back and see how far you've come and um and if you enjoy it as well because you put an awful lot of work in um for you know not like much time you know like even in the 5k it'll be like 15 minutes of running and you think you've done miles and miles um so every race is kind of important just to get there and to be fit and healthy and just give it a go yeah yeah for sure and in terms of memorable memorable races do you have um some good memories of races that other people have run that that you've watched I mean do you have you been inspired by watching other athletes um yeah definitely I think um it was really surreal for me um like a couple of weeks ago I did a 1500 at Watford and um and then I pacemate like the 5k and uh, Joe Pavey was in the race um and afterwards you know like, just talking to someone who's like been through like had the best you know like career in running mm. like to speak to and she's just so nice as well she so, is lovely <laughs> yeah to speak to joe and actually just be able to pick her brains a bit because she doubled in the five and the the 10k in london 2012 mm. um so to talk to her about it and for her to just give me some really good advice but i remember watching 
2012 and watching her run around and just think she just looked effortless you know and I I thought I'd love to be able to run a 5k 10k looking like she did because I always think I make it look hard work (laughs) well what what kind of advice does Joe Pavey give you (laughs) she she was so she just basically said you know because I I said, oh, you know, you doubled in 2012. And I think the 10K was first in that instance and then the 5K was second. Mm. So it was about trying to like recover because I think that's when when I qualified for both distances, it was kind of in my head, I didn't want to to miss one. You know, like I wanted to do them both. But my my main worry was that I wouldn't recover between the two. So trying to get some advice from her on how she recovered, how she found uh, because the, I always struggle after a 10K to, to walk a couple of days after, you know, I find it really hard. So she was basically saying that she thinks it's better, you know, the 10K being last um, and try and work out how to recover from the 5Ks in between. Um, mm. So, it, yeah, it was really nice. She's just got so much time for everyone as well. You know, like any age, if like people she was racing against wanted to, you know, talk to her about things and she just had so much. And I think it's so important for the youngsters coming through to see people that are approachable, you know, like Joe, and to get some advice and things on how to, you know, cope with nerves and mm. you know, cope with like recovery. And I mean, she's had such a long career as well. Um, and I mean, when she like won races, you know, after having children, you just think that's the sort of, you want to have a career just like her. You want to be, have that longevity. So yeah, it was, it was lovely to be able to talk to her. <laughs> so like, if you could, like put yourself into the future a little bit and you've got a kind of a mini you coming up to you asking for advice what what advice would you give young girls in the you know 12 13 14 sort of coming up through the ranks what have you learned that you didn't know then um I think for me um, because I always used to get really competitive um at a younger age I think it's just natural you know that you see people running well and you want to compete with them um but I think if I could go like back or yeah if I could talk to someone who was trying to like come through as well at that age I'd just say Mm. to just enjoy it um it sounds so like easy to say but I think if you enjoy it you can you have a longer career in store you know that you don't ever want to be forced to do something or you know you should never feel like you're forced to go for a run or oh I have to go to training today you know you want to be able to go and you want it to be a nice environment so that you have a nice time and I think that's something that's probably the last year has been really difficult because obviously with group sessions that have stopped or you know we haven't been able to train with as many people Mm -hmm. um so I think for me it's about telling people to enjoy it and not to put too much pressure on at a young age because hopefully you'll have a really long career um and you know you'll keep running like throughout the ages really um but yeah you just don't want to get too stressed too early because I think I definitely was guilty of that you know like I was always wanting to run faster I always wanted to be better when I was younger and I, I just in races you know I kept pushing and pushing um and then sometimes then when it doesn't go so well it feels like the world sort of like crumbling around you because you've all you've known is you know getting better and better mm-hmm. um so you kind of have to be you know used to disappointments and but know how to bounce back from them you know to see them as a learning curve rather than the end of the world yeah yeah sure um well we're all going to be watching you at the end of July I mean <laughs> I cannot wait it's going to be so exciting I'm just like anyway we, we've all got our fingers crossed we're all going to be like really hoping that there's going to be well I just I just hope that you just really enjoy the experience that you just have a ball and you know you run your very very best I just think it would be 
amazing to see you there on the track with all your teammates to be like oh it's Jess <laughs> you know I'm really excited I think that's the thing it's one of those things is making it like that's part of like the hard part and then you kind of once you're there it's it's the Olympics and you know anything can happen um but yeah I'm just excited to to just get out there and have a have a good run and you know as long as I try my best and I can't be disappointed exactly you're an Olympian now so um, yeah <laughs> it feels weird <laughs> fingers crossed for the very lovely Jess come back next time for some me and Holly chat this podcast was recorded over zoom the editor and composer was David Newman please hit like and subscribe that way you won't miss the next episode Podcast listeners can claim the best discount we have for membership to Women's Running, which is 35% off. That's less than $2.95 a month. And for that, you get our brilliant magazine and you also get loads of money off the sorts of stuff you love, like kit, nutrition and class memberships. Go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WRPod at the checkout for your discount. Happy running. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.